Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
ועוד יום שישי נושם את משחקים שוב תופסת. השולחן העובדות ילדו על הקיר, שיירות לבנות חוזרות מבית ספר. והריח הזה ששורט לי את הלב, מתקנב מתקנב, פותח פלטות, אין אושר קצר, אין אותו שיר ישר, שעובר אצלנו במשך דורו, מתנות קטנות, שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות. ניסים של כוונה, עיגולים של אמונה, מתנות קטנות, שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, הוא הכוח לקבל מה שאין, מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר כבר לבקש, ועוד יום שישי, נרפסת ביתו, שמש כמו הדאגות לאט נמחקת. מנגינות פשוטות, זוחלות מהחלום, ושוב שערה כמו לא תחתיך את השקר. מתנות קטנות, מישהו שלח לי מתנות קטנות, ניסים של כמה
JM in the AM, Monday morning as we get things started here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. And before we officially wrap up our opening segment, I think after what happened yesterday in uh, Yerushalayim, there's only one selection we can play in honor of all of the amazing IDF soldiers. Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yaakov Shweki, of course. Misha Berach for the amazing and incredible soldiers of the IDF. J.M. in the A.M. There it is, Yaakov Shweki with uh, Misha Berach for Tzahal, for the incredible soldiers of the IDF. And this, of course, um, after yesterday's news of the terrorist attack in Yerushalayim at a place that so many of us are familiar with, people around the world can identify with the location where this took place. Um, Yesterday, uh, four Israeli soldiers... Three very young women and one very young man. 20-year-old Lieutenant uh, Yael Yekutiel of Givatayim, 22-year-old Cadet Shir Hazaz of Malea Dumim, 20-year-old Shira Tzur of Haifa, and 20-year-old Erez Orbach of Alon Shvut. Four victims whose lives were taken by this terrorist in a truck ramming in Yerushalayim. Uh, there are injuries, of course, as well. And um, these funerals are taking place today. Some of them already have taken place. Others will be taking place as we are uh, presenting this radio show. And um, we pray for the safety of all our soldiers. We pray for the safety of our brothers and sisters in Israel. And uh, yet another heavy price to pay at the hands of uh, the enemy, the enemy that wants to destroy all of us. Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Before Yaakov Shweki, you heard I.A. Kunstler with Matanot Ktanot. He with uh, Eli Marcus and um, Evan Al, etc. Benny Friedman's Ivrianochi. Eight Rakod done by Yaakov Shweki. Miami Mizrach, that was Lo Yonum. Masach Hashem is our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman. And Regesh, of course, with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Monday at 23 minutes before the hour on this January the 9th, day 11 in the month of Teves, the year 5777, Tufshinai and Zion. 16 degrees with a wind chill of 5 here in the New York area. 61% humidity winds are west at 8 miles an hour. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 27. And tonight mostly clear, low 21. Tomorrow cloudy skies, a high of 41 degrees. 46 right now in Yerushalayim where it's 16 with a wind chill of 5. Wow. Here in New York City, 
at the headquarters of JM in the AM. It is cold. And by the way, uh, for people in this area, and I'm sure for people anywhere in this country, anywhere in the world, uh, who've experienced snowstorms in the last few days, some of the walking conditions have not been vastly improved. I don't know if it was a lack of shoveling and plowing because it was the weekend. I don't know if it was just the way uh, the temperature dropped so steadily on uh, on Saturday night. I have no idea. Uh, all I could say is uh, be extra careful out there walking because some of the areas are treacherous, and, of course, there's black ice and other things to consider in the aftermath of these storms. Had about five inches of Manhattan, a lot, a lot more in other places uh, over Shabbos. And um, let's hope uh, starting tomorrow, as things supposedly will start to warm up, that everything will uh, disappear and it'll make it a lot easier for people to get around. Um, today at 9 o'clock, and I've really been, uh, I want to I want to promote this as much as possible. Today at the 9 o'clock, Mayor Weingarten, right after JM and the AM, is doing a special edition of the Israel Show, a, a special episode entitled Lies My Secretary of State Told Me. It's a special broadcast dedicated to the challenging John Kerry anti-settlement speech of December the 28th. Mayor says we can't do it all, but we'll do a lot. Don't miss a special episode. Lies my Secretary of State told me. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning right here at the Nahum Single Network right after JM and the AM. Also, Ike Davis is scheduled to join us. Many of you are familiar with his name. He is a uh, great Major League Baseball player who spent some time here in the New York area with the Mets. The Israel baseball, the Israel Association Baseball, the IAB, has announced that 10 players from Major League Baseball are visiting Israel starting January the 3rd. Uh, he is scheduled to uh, join us from Israel, by the way. The players will be part of Team Israel participating in the World Baseball Classic in March of 2017 in Seoul, South Korea. Visiting players include uh, Ike Davis, Ty Kelly, Ryan Lavamay, Lion Lavamway, Sam Fold, Josh Zide, uh, Cody Decker, John Moscott, Corey Baker, Jeremy Bleich, and Gabe Kapler. And um, they'll be visiting Tel They are visiting this week Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, uh, the Israel Air Force Base, uh, Masada, the Dead Sea, spending time with the uh, IAB local Israeli baseball players, practicing for the tournament on fields around Israel. This is all happening in advance of March's uh, World Baseball Classics. Ike Davis, our, um, he is scheduled to join us here at JM and the AM in hour number three this morning, and we look forward to that, that's for sure. Plenty more coming up on a Monday. Thanks for keeping it here at JM and the AM on the Nahum Single Network. A reminder, we have a, an amazing app that allows you to comment as this show goes on. Already this morning, through bonus JM and through the... Um, through bonus JM and through the early part of JM, then we've had a lot of comments already. The comments uh, section of the Nahum Single Network app seem to uh, have become a real um, area of dialogue among our listeners, which is wonderful. Listener Yonah says already, hey, Nahum, looking forward to Mayor's show this morning at 9 o'clock. I don't blame you. It's going to be a great one, that's for sure. And uh, and we are looking forward to um, to hearing it as well. Uh, all right, more coming up at JM in the AM. This is brand new from Gershon Varoba. Matam <laughs> 
Jam in the AM except Saturday with that Hine Kell here on a uh, Monday morning. Laman Yerushalayim done by Ira Heller. You heard Yitzi Spinner's Laman Achai. Rabbi Nachman, that's brand new Gershon Varoba. We are here on a Monday as we head back to school and back to work here with JM and the AM. I thank everybody for tuning in. Special hello to all the carpools out there that are getting together on this 16-degree morning. In some areas, it's even colder than that. Actually, in a lot of areas, it's colder than that. On our app, as... Uh, <laughs> As listener Sandy is inclined to do, she's keeping us up to date on the temperature up in Muncie. Three degrees feels like minus nine. At 7 a.m., it's supposed to be one degree feeling like minus 12. My gosh. Uh, one of the 20-year-old soldiers injured in yesterday's attack is Aviv Batchavabar. Again, that's Aviv Batchavabar, 20-year-old fighting for her life from yesterday's terror attack in Israel, in Yerushalayim. We pray for her and ask everybody to do the same as we pray for all the victims and mourn the loss of three very young women and one very young man, all Israeli soldiers taken yesterday by the enemy and who are being buried by their families as we speak. One funeral already has taken place. The others will be taking place uh, either now or about an hour from now. In the respective communities, Givatayim, Alon Shvut, Maleadumim, and Haifa, the four uh, neighborhoods and areas where the four murdered soldiers come from, and they'll be laid to rest uh, today in Israel. JM and the AM, I remind you, by the way, um, one of our best responses from the diaspora is to head to Israel as often as possible. And the mega mission of a lifetime that Mizrahi has uh, put together is going to guarantee that thousands of people from the diaspora are in Jerusalem for the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem on May the 24th. Get the information, convince, or I should say encourage, your group, your family, yourselves, to come along and be part of this incredible mission and spend this year in Jerusalem at one of the most amazing times in modern Jewish history. Mizrahi.org slash YY50, Mizrahi.org slash yy50 it's america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard a listener's sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world at nachomsegel.com on the nachomsegel network and of course on the uh, nsn beloved nachomsegel network app again the mega mission of a lifetime uh, brought to you by mizrahi uh, will bring thousands of people to jerusalem on May 24th, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem, go to Mizrahi.org slash YY50. YY for Yom Yerushalayim. Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for information. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam and Am. Galei Tzal, Asha'a 2, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, in Masha Korea Akshav. פיגוע הדריסה אתמול בירושלים. בשעה זו מובאות למנוחות סגן משנה שיר עצור וסגן שיר חג'אג' שנרצחו בפיגוע. ברק רבני, דודה של שיר, ספד לה בשיחה עם רינו צרור בגל"צ. זה הנכדה הבכורה שלנו, וזה לא ציפיינו. כבר גיל 20, עשתה תואר, אכל לקצונה, גאווה את המשפחה. הייתה צריכה לעשות היום הצעה, או היום המחר בהר הרצל, והיום אנחנו טומנים אותה שמה. עכשיו יודעים להגיד, ילדה שכולנו, פרח שלנו נקטע. הלווייתה של סגן יעל יקותיאל תחל בעוד כשעה, ומוקדם יותר ליוו אלפים את סגן משנה ארז אורבך, זכרו לברכה, בדרכו האחרונה. בבתי החולים עדיין מאושפזים חמישה פצועים מהפיגוע, שניים מהם במצב קשה.
הותר לפרסום כי נחשפה רשת הברחת מצלמות וטיסנים משטחי יהודה ושומרון לרצועת עזה. כתבנו אריאל זיגלר. הרשת פעלה להעביר מאות מצלמות וטיסנים שהוסלקו בסחורות שונות שעברו לתוך רצועת עזה במעבר כרם שלום, בין היתר בתוך טלוויזיות, מכונות כביסה ומקררים. אנשי הרשת הם תושבי יהודה ושומרון ורצועת עזה, חלקם היו מודעים לכך שהציוד שהוברח הגיע גם לגורמי חמאס וטרור ברצועה. כתב אישום מוגש היום נגד חלק מהמעורבים. ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו ביטל את נסיעתו לפורום הכלכלי העולמי בדבוס בשוויץ שתוכננה לשבוע הבא. מלשכתו נמסר לכתבתנו אילאיל שחר כי ההחלטה נובעת מביטול השתתפותם של מנהיגים רבים בכנס. המשטרה ורשות המסים חוקרות שני חשודים בעבירות מרמה ומס הקשורות להבאת עובדים זרים לענף הבנייה. כתבתנו הדס שטייף המשטרה ורשות המסים עצרו שני חשודים בהקמת חברת ניהול כוח אדם המורשה להביא עובדים זרים לתחום הבניין. על פי החשד הם הסתירו את מעורבותו של אחד מהם בניהול, כיוון שהוא לא מורשה לעסוק בתחום. וכך הם חשודים בעבירות של קבלת דבר במרמה, חשודים בעבירות של הלבנת הון ומסים, צפויים מעצרים של מעורבים נוספים והחקירה בעיצומה. ניצב בדימוס שחר איילון נכנס לתפקידו כמנכ"ל רכבת ישראל. איילון, בן 61, כיהן כנציב כבאות והצלה וכסגן מפכ"ל המשטרה. מינויו אושר על ידי שר התחבורה ישראל כץ ושר האוצר משה כחלון, בהתייעצות עם הוועדה למינוי בכירים בחברות הממשלתיות. מזג האוויר קר מהרגיל, ובשעה האחרונה החל השלג להתפשט לצפון רמת הגולן. כתבנו גיא ורון. בעקבות השלג הוחלט לפזר את ילדי בית הספר אביטל ברמת הגולן לבתיהם שעתיים לפני תום הלימודים, ולפני שהכבישים ייחסמו. שלג קל יורד כעת בצפון רמת הגולן, ומעט פתיתים לבנים יורדים גם בפסגות הגבוהות של הרי הגלים. אלה החדשות שעורך ניתאי הנבי. התוכנית בחסות
liner here at JM in the AM. That's called Shalom, of course. Before that, you heard the uh, selection from Avramel, Avram Freed, off of Sheer Volume Number 2, Atta Vichartanu. Monday morning, heading back to school and back to work on this January 9th, the 11th of Teves. Good morning, everybody. Don't forget, Mayor Weingarten has a very special edition of the Israel Show coming up, a special broadcast dedicated to the challenging John Kerry anti-settlement speech of last month. Uh, Mayor says we can't do it all, but we'll do a lot. Don't miss a special episode entitled Lies My Secretary of State Told Me. Lies My Secretary of State Told Me. Mayor Weingarten, 9 o'clock, right after JM and the AM, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We are very much looking forward to that presentation. Mostly cloudy with a high of 27. We're at 16 with a wind chill of 5. Some people checking in on the app with uh, temperatures at 8 degrees and 0 degrees. My gosh, it's cold out there. Make sure you bundle up. Uh, there's good reason to bundle up this morning, that's for sure. Um, listener Avrami says, thank you so much for your great show. I listen every morning on the way to work. It's a great, it's great company in this cold, it's, and it's great company in this cold morning. Also, shout out to Yeshiva Katana of Manhattan, who celebrated last night their 30th anniversary dinner. So Yeshiva Katana of Manhattan, a big shout out to you from all of us here at JMDM. And another listener says, could you please play Yussis? From the Kola Kochavim album, it features Shalshelis Jr. on that song. No problem at all. We'll do that next. It's JM in the AM at 14 minutes after the hour. Keep it right here, everybody. Plenty more coming up, including Ike Davis, the Major League Baseball star, is scheduled to call in and join us here at hour number three this morning at JM in the AM.
dati yu dati yu dati Ki hinni beyotchu 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 levad Ki hinni beyotchu 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 levad Kach oimer, kach oimer beyad, beyad hayoitzair Riboinu, oinu, mim yudati, yudati, yudati Ki inni beyotku, beyotku, beyotku levad Ki inni beyotku, beyotku, beyotku levad Kach oimer, kach oimer, beyad, beyad hayoitzai I Thank you. 
J.M. the A.M. with Avram, that's Avram Freed, Hinnini um, Biyadcha, off of the uh, CD entitled Bring the House Down, here at J.M. in the A.M. It's a good song. A lot of people, a lot of bands, a lot of orchestras are playing that uh, before the Hassan and Kala uh, come into the wedding reception. It's a good tune. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Gershon Vroba selection on the Israel title track to his brand new album. Yossi is done by Shalshalis Jr. off of Kol Hakochavim. Simcha Liner in there with Shalom off of SL Volume 2. Want to wish a Mazel Tov to the honorees at the TABC dinner coming up on Thursday night. Mazel Tov to Gail and Terry Novetsky, uh, Daniela Goldenberg, Rochelle and Howard Friedman, Rabbi Benjamin Skydell. Uh, they're all being recognized this coming Thursday night at the 34th Annual Dinner for TABC. And we take this opportunity to uh, wish a Mazal Tov to uh, everybody there at the TABC. Go to TABC.org slash dinner for information and to place an ad. TABC.org slash dinner for information. And again, Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. A reminder, this coming Sunday, it's Torah at City Field. There's a big event this coming Sunday. It's happening at City Field in uh, Queens, New York. If you're wondering where to be Sunday, you should be where everybody's going to be, and that's going to be at the uh, City Field event uh, brought to you by the OU. It's indoors. Don't worry about that. It is indoors. Torah at City Field. Uh, join the Orthodox Union, a host of today's most inspirational voices for an unprecedented day of Torah. Starting at 8.45 in the morning, going until 6.15. There's free parking. There is um, 
a website, ou.org slash city, ou.org slash city, C-I-T-I. Amazing speakers are by David Lau, of Herschel Schachter, of Jonas and Sachs, or T. Hirsch Weinrib, or by Aaron Lopiansky, or by Yosef T. Ramon, Mrs. Rookie Billet, or by Moshe Weinberger, Mrs. Shira Smiles, or by Yochanan Zweig, Mrs. Minna Glick. They're all part of the lineup this Sunday, Torah at City Field. Go to ou.org for information. Be there Sunday for really an incredible day. Ike Davis is going to be joining us from Israel coming up later in the uh, 8 o'clock hour, <clears throat> the Major League Baseball star. He's in Israel right now. On the next live edition of the Israel Show, a special broadcast dedicated to the challenging John Kerry anti-settlement speech of December the 28th. Mayor Weingarten says we can't do it all, but we'll do a lot. Don't miss this special episode entitled Lies My Secretary of State Told Me. Lies My Secretary of State Told Me. That's happening with um, <laughs> that's happening with Mayor Weingarten at the top of the uh, nine o'clock hour here at the Nahum Siegel Network, right after JM in the AM. I believe it's a repeat of Rabbi David Goldwasser, a little bit of a summer rerun when it's sixteen degrees outside. <laughs> Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. The Vilna Goin was once traveling. He went into a kosher restaurant in a certain city. There were both religious and non-observant Jews, as well as the general population that came to eat. The Goin observed that there was a certain group of irreligious Jews that sat around and were mocking everything to do with Yiddishkeit. When the owner came around, they asked him to give him some whiskey. As the leader then picked up his glass to drink, the Gon approached him, and before he could taste the drink, the Vilna Goin asked him to make a bracha. The non-observant Jew was quite amused. He was laughing, and he told the Goin that he doesn't keep Shabbos. He eats on Yom Kippur. What difference does it make whether he makes a bracha or not? The Vilna Goin explained to him that even though he does a lot of things that are wrong, it doesn't mean that he's free from the obligation of saying a bracha. He will be held accountable in the future for not saying that bracha. The Goin continued and began to detail for him the preciousness, the dearness of even one small mitzvah. It made such an impact on the person that the man eventually became a Baal Tshuva and returned to Yiddishkeit. Rav Chaim Brisker says that of course, a Rav is going to tell a person to do mitzvahs, no matter which Averis he might have done. With Emuna, it is different. Either a person believes, or they don't believe. There's an interesting Rambam. We know that there are Yud Gimel Ikre Emuna. There are 13 foundations of our faith. The last foundation is Tchias Amesim, that we believe in the future, that Hashem will resurrect the dead. The Rambam says, if a person believes in the 13 and understands them, then he is a believer in Hashem. He is part of Klal Yisrael. It is a mitzvah to love him as a brother and to pity him. Even if he stumbled in many Averus, if his desires overcame him, he still has a chilek, a portion in Olam Abba, the world to come. However, if a person made the mistake in one of the thirteen Yesodos, the foundations of faith, and went outside the boundary of Am Yisrael, then he is a non-believer. 
Someone in the family of the Chavetz Chaim was not well. A doctor who was not religious was brought in to see the individual. The Chavetz Chaim spoke to him about Yiddishkeit, and he asked him, How do you know that the sun will rise tomorrow? The doctor said, It happens every day, so I know it will happen tomorrow. The Chavetz Chaim told him, I know it, because it says so in the Torah, in Bereshis, Parakhes. The difference is that there is general amuna and there is amuna on the level of the Chavetz Chaim. It's not 99%, it's 100%. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Be
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning, a very cold Monday morning here in New York, to say the least. <laughs> it is cold out there. Bundle up if you're in this area. And thanks for tuning in no matter what area you're in, no matter what area you're from. Great to speak with you on a Monday here at J.M. in the A.M. My name is Nahum Siegel. Uh, again, a reminder, this coming Sunday, as you know, there's a massive event going on in the Jewish world. It's the Torah at City Field event. That is happening this coming Sunday, starting at 8.45 in the morning at City Field. It is indoors. It is totally indoors with incredible sessions on Torah, Halacha, Hashkafa, and Eretz Yisrael, available throughout the entire day with amazing speakers. Go to OU.org for information, OU.org for information. And by the way, Ike Davis, the great Major League Baseball player, is going to be joining us uh, Oh, about 20 minutes from now. He's in Israel. And um, he's with Team Israel. In March, they're going to uh, Seoul, South Korea for the World Baseball Classic. And he's in Israel right now with a bunch of players. And he'll be joining us. And a reminder, especially in light of yesterday's episode in Jerusalem, where people wonder what we can do. The most important thing we can do is stay as active as possible in terms of visiting Jerusalem and visiting Israel. That's our response to the enemy. That's our response to terrorism. All you got to do is log on to Mizrahi.org slash YY50. The Mizrahi World Movement has announced the mega mission of a lifetime celebrating 50 years of a reunited Jerusalem. May 24th is the date you want to be in Jerusalem. May 24th. And, um, Yeah, that's the date you want to be in Jerusalem, May 24th. They leave May 22nd. Amazing highlights, plenty of incredible things to do, and of course you have to be in Yushalayim for Yom Yushalayim, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Uh, Mizrahi.org slash YY50 has all the information. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. All right? They've got all the info. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. A reminder, coming up at the top of the hour, I should say right after JM and the AM, Mayor Weingarten will present this week's edition of The Israel Show. And this week it's called Lies My Secretary of State Told Me. A special broadcast dedicated to the challenging John Kerry anti-settlement speech of December the 28th. Mayor Weingarten will do that. A very informative and very important show. 9 o'clock right after JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. It's a Monday morning broadcast, a very cold Monday here in New York at JM in the AM. This is one of our favorites from Ohad and the Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra. You are listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. It's our way of saying happy birthday to Lenny Solomon by playing one of his great songs. Lenny Solomon with Am Yisrael Anetzach off of Simchat Chayim. You heard Rogers Park with Mashiach. You heard David Perlman and Moda Ani. And you heard Ohad with Lamelech, the Aaron Tadavan production with the, with the Yedidim Choir, which is an amazing video uh, that you could find online. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world at NahumSingle.com, the NahumSingle Network, and of course in the beloved NahumSingle Network app. I thank you for tuning in. Ike Davis, the great Major League Ball player, is scheduled to join us from Israel. He's with a group of players in Israel right now in advance of the World Baseball Classic in Seoul, Korea on uh, in March in Seoul, South Korea. And they're in Israel uh, touring and enjoying and uh, I'm sure having an amazing time. He's scheduled to join us a few minutes from now. We hope to hear from Ike Davis, who many of you know for his stellar uh, stay with the New York Mets. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up, including this brand new from Gershon Varoba. With the brand new uh, opener from Gershon Varoba, 
CD entitled Ani Yisrael. Well, we're heading to Israel for this segment, as we've been mentioning the uh, great Major League player Ike Davis, who we last had an opportunity to see uh, in Brooklyn during the uh, World Baseball Classic qualifier. He is uh, part of Team Israel, of course. They're going to be in the World Baseball Classic in March in Seoul, South Korea. He's now in Israel traveling with a, a group of uh, current and former Major League Baseball stars, visiting uh, as much of Israel as they could take in. And... Um, uh, really seeing an amazing and incredible land, and uh, and talking baseball as well. Ike Davis, welcome to JM in the AM. Hey, how's it going? Everything is wonderful. What's the trip been like so far? Oh, it's been it's been fast. We've been <laughs> moving pretty quickly um, around uh, Israel, and it's been beautiful, eye-opening, crazy, a little scary at some point, and just a lot of fun. Is this the first time you're there? Yeah, it's a lot of our first times. And and did it take a lot? Did it take a lot of convincing to get you and your colleagues to make the trip? I don't think it took me very long. So you were into it from the moment you heard about it. A lot of people, you know, hesitate, wonder Why about travel. Well, they wonder about traveling to Israel. They sometimes pay attention to what the media says about what happens in Israel, and it gets completely overblown, and then they hesitate to go to Israel. I'm glad to hear that you and your colleagues, you know, got there as soon as you could. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for everyone else, but mine going to Israel was, it wasn't that hard at all. It's, it was, you know, to play on Team Israel with, like, not being fully healthy in, in, uh, in Brooklyn, that was the harder part. But then after, once I was healthy and already played, then going to Israel, was, that wasn't a hard choice at all. I was there the night that, uh, on that Thursday night game, the first of the qualifiers when you played and got quite an ovation because, as you know, uh, the uh, the National League New York fans uh, still have a really big place in their heart for you, to say the least. And it was great seeing you there. What What did you think of the team and the competition uh, during the qualifying round, and is it is it going to be much much different two months from now in Korea? Uh, I think the team is definitely going to be different. There's going to be different guys that were in the big leagues that couldn't play in September, so or in whenever it was they uh, they couldn't play or they were you know not allowed to go. Um, it's going to be different just because we'll have players that are now like Sam Fold like. You know, and I'm sure that we'll have more people that are going to join. And and um, but the team itself in Brooklyn, when we played, it really surprised me how good our pitching was. Right. Did a good job. Yeah. Good, did a good job to say the least. And uh, what about the competition in in South Korea? I mean, we we saw, you know, we saw your your uh, your colleagues that were uh, that you played against uh, in Brooklyn in September. Is the competition level in March going to be much much higher? Of course. Once again, all the big leaguers are going to be on the teams playing. That's going to change it, you know. And, and obviously, uh, Korea, I think, won it last time or the time before that. And they're, so, you know, they're going to be very good. And we're on their home soil, which is going to probably make them play even a little harder. And, and it's going the WC is just, it's great competition. It's the highest talent. It's a really, really fun um, thing that uh, baseball has put together. 
Ike Davis is with us. He's in Israel with a group of uh, players, part of the uh, World Baseball Classic preparation for Seoul, South Korea, coming up in March. Uh, were you surprised to, I mean, I would assume they've taken you already to a field or two in Israel, and they've introduced you, I would also assume, uh, to, to people and fans who are very familiar and, and might even play baseball in Israel. Were, were you surprised to see the level of, of knowledge regarding baseball in Israel? I was surprised to see how many Mets and fans and Yankees fans there were. <laughs> that, right. was... that was the biggest thing. Um, but obviously in New York there's a huge Jewish community, so I guess it's not too surprising. But a lot of people um, had jerseys and hats, and and especially when we, uh, we broke ground and we're building a new field, um, it was crazy. I couldn't believe how many kids were so pumped up. And it, it just, it actually, like, because we didn't know what to expect coming out here, how many kids were going to actually be into baseball or if it was kind of just like a weird, like, badminton that we did in, 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 in PE in school, you know? All right. Um, and they were super pumped and so excited. And um, it was awesome. They had balls. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many cards and balls that we signed. It was crazy. <laughs> I guess when they moved to Israel, they remembered to bring along their baseball cards, at least. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll get them out here. <laughs> Ike Davis is with us. Um, tell me about some of the sites. Give me, give me one or two highlights of the trip itself. You know, things that really touched your heart, the things that maybe you waited your entire life to see that you were able to see this trip. Uh, I'll probably screw up the, you know, the actual name or how to actually say it. But <laughs> that, that's okay. Not all of was awesome. Just like walking down Mount Olives and seeing uh, Jerusalem's like the the huge uh, stone wall surrounding uh, the the old city, which was unbelievable. Because you imagine coming in from the desert and you literally walking for you know you can now you know why forty days and forty nights wasn't out of the norm because you look it's just vast desert and um, coming through the desert and seeing this giant gate basically, of Jerusalem must have been an amazing, amazing sight. Um, and then, let's see, you know, there's there's tons of things. Um, the wall during Sabbath was amazing. Oh, you were there. Never I'm seen sure. that much devotion and, and love and, and, and a religion before in my entire life. And so it definitely makes you, you know, wonder, you know, what the culture and what they're thinking and it was it was crazy. Like it was, it's definitely something you'd have to see in person. Is your family here, uh, living vicariously through you? Are they are they enjoying your reports from the Holy Land? Uh, I haven't really talked to him yet. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll have a chance at some point to sit down and tell him how great the trip was. When you were here in the New York area, uh, we we always read about not always, but 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 th th there have been a a couple of players at least over the years because of their Jewish roots who really have taken to the Jewish community in the New York area. Uh, did you get a lot of bar mitzvah invitations and 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 uh, and uh, communication from people who wanted you at Jewish events and things like that in the New York area when you were playing here? Oh, yeah, I mean, every day. It was crazy. But the thing is, I felt bad. I didn't want to go to one and not do another one, and so I just basically said I probably wouldn't do those uh, while I was playing just because I felt like if I couldn't go to all of them, why go to one? 
And did you know in advance that if you ended up in New York, if you ended up being a, a New York Met as you did, uh, that this would happen, or did it sort of you know come by surprise once you got here? Uh, it was a surprise. You know, growing up, um, no one cared that I was Jewish playing baseball. Right. Uh, until I got to pro ball, and, and especially in New York, and then it started becoming a bigger deal. And and uh, you could definitely see why, because where I, where I grew up, it was it's not the biggest Jewish community, and and um, you know, so you know, the more Jewish people around here, it's going to be a bigger deal. And when you went to other teams, was there any of that, or uh, or or in Pittsburgh, it was not nearly as big of a deal. I don't hear what you said. And when you went to other other cities, when you played for Pittsburgh, for instance, was it similar to the New York experience in that way, or it was no big deal at all that you were Jewish when you were in Pittsburgh? Um. A little bit. There's a decent side, like Squirrel Hill. There's a pretty good uh, Jewish community. Yeah, you know um, your stuff. <laughs> I got some. Um, I got shown some love. <laughs> Very nice. I'm glad. I'm glad that our community welcomed you, no matter where you were. Ike Davis. He is in uh, Israel. The Israel Association of Baseball has announced that these players are in Israel for a week as part of the part as part of their participation in the World Baseball Classic coming up in March in Seoul, South Korea. Um, we wish you the best of luck, Ike. I, I can imagine that this experience has been wonderful, but at some point you guys are going to have to uh, get to the field and really uh, continue to practice in earnest, and I'm sure you'll represent Israel very well in March. Are there, are there high hopes? Are there people in Israel right now putting a lot of pressure on you guys that you got to walk away with a massive victory in March? Honestly, like, they expect to win, and uh, I think they're going to be disappointed if we don't at least do pretty good. So, um we're going to go out there and give it all, you know, everything we've got. We're going to have a good team. So, but obviously in a little round robin tournament, it's it's whoever's hot and who's not goes home. So, hopefully we're uh, swinging the bats and playing good defense and and uh, getting people out. Uh a, a pleasure to speak to you. Uh thanks for representing Israel. Best regards to all the players. And uh, as we say, Chazak Vamats. You guys should have all the luck in the world. And uh, hopefully come out with a major victory in March in Seoul, South Korea. Thanks for joining us, Ike. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Ike Davis. Never dreamt when I was rooting for his father as a Yankee pitcher. Yeah, his father was a Yankee pitcher. In the late 70s, I'd actually be interviewing his son one day. Uh, but there he is. Ike Davis is a uh, great major leaguer who's part of this delegation in Israel right now. The IAB has uh, has this group in Israel at the moment. And in March, they're going to be heading to Seoul, South Korea for the World Baseball Classic. Uh, This time around in Israel, his first time, uh, he and others got an opportunity to uh, see the sights, check out the land, and also check out the latest in baseball development in Israel, which seems to be pretty unbelievable. You heard the reaction he told us uh, by the young people and others, young and old, to him and the other players being there, and the autographs, and the baseball cards, etc., etc., Baseball continues to grow in Israel, and I think that's a great thing. Monday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up here on a JM in the AM uh, Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work. This one comes from Benny Friedman at JM in the AM. אני הולך עם ראש למעלה, כל אחד הוא בן או בת של מלך. כך היה, וככה זה גם עלה, יהודי עם נשמה בוערת. 
J.M. in the A.M. Uh, that's Ivri Anochi, of course, uh, Benny Friedman. Well, listen, Moshe on the app points out, yeah, I, I asked Ike Davis about, uh, you know, quote-unquote being afraid to travel to Israel. Uh, but I said it because, I asked him because uh, that's the way the media paints the picture. And yes, 
all the people murdered in Fort Lauderdale on Friday, and no one is uh, calling for a ban of U.S. travel or Florida travel. That's correct. But you know how it is when it comes to what's happening in Israel. Speaking of which, we remember our brothers and sisters uh, from yesterday's episode as the enemy continues to um, continues to find varieties of ways to murder our brothers and sisters. Three very young women, soldiers in the Israeli army, one very young man, soldier in the Israeli army, taken from us yesterday in this bus ramming, in this truck ramming, rather, in Yerushalayim, in an area of Yerushalayim that many, many, many of us are very, very, very familiar with. And they are being laid to rest as we speak. The funerals, the majority of the funerals literally taking place as we speak. Israel's under a new threat of terrorism by lone wolf assailants, according to Prime Minister Netanyahu, as police continue to crack down on relatives and neighbors of an East Jerusalem man who rammed his truck into a group of soldiers in the capital Sunday, killing four. While Israel has dealt with spates of car rammings and stabbings over the past years, Netanyahu said this attack was differentiated by the fact that the attacker seemed to take action with little to no forethought. Netanyahu said, I think the most important thing to understand is that we are under a new kind of attack by lone wolves who decide to carry out an attack the moment they are motivated to do so, in this case a car ramming. Netanyahu said this at Jerusalem's Hadassah Hospital in Aid Kerr where he was visiting soldiers wounded in the attack. 28-year-old Fadi Al-Kunbar drove a truck into a group of IDF cadets who were standing in a group after getting off a bus on a popular promenade in Jerusalem, killed four and wounded 16. No group has claimed responsibility for the attack. Wow. Um, Jordan's government spokesman warned Thursday of a catastrophic repercussion if President-elect Donald Trump makes good on a campaign promise to move the U.S. Embassy to Israel in Israel to contested Jerusalem. Such a move could affect relations between the U.S. and regional allies, including Jordan. Information Minister Mohammed Mamami told the AP, addressing the issue publicly for the first time. An embassy move would be a red line for Jordan, would, quote, inflame the Islamic and Arab streets, and, quote, serve as a gift to extremists, he said. Well, that should be interesting. Former uh, Iran President Rafsanjani has died at the age of 82. That's a name we became very familiar with while we discussed the rise of Islamic terrorism and fundamentalism over the last uh, 10, 20 years. And uh, trying to see what else I wanted to mention to everybody. And be very, very careful out there, those of you in the New York area and other areas that were hit by snow over Shabbos over the weekend, because it seems in a lot of areas, for some reason, the plowing and the shoveling was not done to the uh, degree that it should have been. And um, therefore, there are some very, very slippery conditions out there in many areas. So be careful, be wary of that, um, and be extra careful as you walk. Just a friendly reminder from all of us here at JM in the AM. Sandy Shmueli is next. You're listening to a Monday broadcast of JM in the AM.
Comes from the Waterbury Yeshiva and the uh, Stay With Me album here on AJM in the AM Monday morning. Sandy Schmueli before that. Well, Jordy Alter, who is uh, one of the very few people, in my opinion, who really could legitimately <laughs> take credit for my radio career. He was my program director about, oh, many, many more years ago than either of us would care to admit. Uh, he is with us live via telephone. We last saw Jordy at the uh, World Baseball Classic in uh, Brooklyn, New York, at the, at the uh, preliminary round. And um, and we just spoke with Ike Davis a few minutes ago, who's on that uh, tour that we spoke of, of the Jewish major leaguers who are now visiting Israel. Jordy is involved as the uh, head of the uh, organization for baseball in Beit Shemesh, and uh, they have an amazing thing that's happening this week in Beit Shemesh, Israel. Jordy Alter, welcome to JM in the AM. Morning, Nachum, and thank you so much. It's wonderful to be with you. Great to reunite in this fashion. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, we know, I don't, remember, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but we know that there has been some type of baseball facility or facilities in different parts of the country. I don't think anything 
really to speak of, nothing much to speak of in terms of you know the fields that many of us are used to in this country. I, I guess you and the leadership in Beit Shemes felt the same way and, and felt you needed a real baseball complex already, right? Well, absolutely. And it's not just from a Beit Shemesh perspective. It's from the a Israel countrywide perspective. Currently in Israel, there are only two facilities to play baseball. Both of them are not in the center of, of any cities. One is in the middle of Kibbutz Gezer, which many may know of. Um, it's not actually a regulation-sized baseball field. The other one is in Petach Tikva, in some place called pa- Baptist Village, um, which we don't actually have control over our own uh, destiny there. So this is an opportunity to um, provide not just the Beit Shemesh community, but the Israel baseball community as a whole with a proper facility to play baseball. Now, this groundbreaking has already taken place or is about to take place? This actually took place in conjunction. We scheduled it around the players' trip. So I know you just spoke to Ike a few minutes ago. Right. And Ike and nine of his uh, fellow players were there this past Friday morning at 9 o'clock, actually. Unfortunately, we had to do it then because uh, that was the timing that we were allowed. You know, that, that's the time that the players had available, so it was the middle of school day, and yet we still had over 200 kids, over 400 people there. It was an amazing, amazing event. Uh, kids came. We had, um, you know, we had the necessary speeches, but then the kids got autographs and pictures and selfies. It was really, really a wonderful, uh, wonderful experience. And for those who know Beit Shemesh, where is it going to be? Well, even for people that have lived in Beit Shemesh for 20 years, they don't exa- they're not exactly familiar with the area, but it happens to be right in the center of town in a really neglected area that the area, the city of Beit Shemesh, is trying to develop into a park area. And we were given a 20-dunam area, which is basically enough to put in a full regulation field with multi-fields and batting cages at the end of this area, and it's going to really make an incredible difference for the city, not just for, from a baseball perspective, but from a parks perspective in the city. And our, our dream is once we build this, the city then will be forced to develop the rest of the area, which is right now dormant and not in the best of shape. Um, all right, so I didn't realize there were only two. I mentioned earlier other fields in Israel. There are only two. They're not really up to par. How much better is this one going to be than those two? Well, the plan is to put in a, a regulation-sized baseball complex. So that what that means is the main playing field will be a full-size field with lights, uh, 402 f- uh, feet to center field, 321 down the lines. So we'll be able to play f- uh, regulation baseball there. We have adult leagues. We have uh, junior players, kids as 15, 16, and up. We're playing on this in Baptist Village and also play internationally as well on regulation fields. So this will serve them uh, very well. Uh, we have an adult league. Uh, and then in addition, incorporated into this complex will be two smaller fields for our younger players. Phenomenal. Uh, this is yeah. great. This is just great. I don't know if our listeners, our listeners outside of Israel understand how popular baseball is with Obviously, with Olim, but even even those who've been living in Israel their whole lives, right? It's inc- it's incredible, actually, and and this is the dream of this complex and others, God willing, around Israel as well. Hopefully, in Ranana and Modi'in, eventually in Jerusalem, is that if we can build it, as they say, they will come. And it's true. If we were able to put a field in the middle of a town, like we know all over the U.S., you, you, every city has baseball complexes. Kids just get on their bikes and they go to, they go to play baseball. In Israel, it's a matter of getting in a car or a train, taking sometimes an hour or more trip to get to a baseball field. 
So once we're able to build it in the middle of town, we, we are going to see such an increase in the number of kids. But right now we still have, like you said, many Olim, but also many Israelis as well that are coming into the fold of baseball and understand and appreciate the discipline that baseball provides. And also it actually acts as a, as a bridge between the Datilumi community and the Chiloni community, the religious and the not yet religious community, where they get to play together um, a sport that they, they, they have in common. And it's an incredible, incredible, uh, incredible thing in Israel. Plus, frankly, it gives... I mean, this may also be a byproduct. It gives kids in Israel who are getting into baseball something com- in common with their cousins from America. You know? <laughs> and, that's, and that's a huge point because a lot of these kids, and I can tell you the reason why I got so involved 11 years ago when I made Aliyah is I, we came with three kids that were my oldest at that point who came with us to Israel was 13. And it was a struggle, difficult to make Aliyah with a 13 year and a 10-year-old. And baseball was something that they had already played in America, and they excelled in, and it was something that really made them feel special when they came to Israel. And the fact that they were able to play baseball and eventually travel to you know, all around Europe, to Italy, to the Czech Republic, back to the U.S., and have Israel on their chest was a huge thing for their Aliyah and made it really, I think, contributed to the success of our Aliyah. And I find that with all the kids now that I coach, I've been coaching now for 11 years, kids that are a little bit lost, that are having little struggles, baseball is such a huge deal to them because they come to the field every Friday and it's something that they feel special, something that they're good at. And, you know, for, so from that perspective, baseball has been incredible. Jordy Alter is with us. He is um, he, he's with the organization for baseball in Beit Shemesh. The groundbreaking took place this past Friday for the complex. That's going to be amazing. We'll talk in a minute about how people could support this effort. But before I ask that, and this may be looking really down the road, but it, it, would it then be possible, because there'll be a regulation field and a real complex and a real stadium, so to speak, in Israel, is it possible that major league teams during the off season would actually visit Israel and, and do some exhibitions there? That's a very excellent point, and that's really the ultimate goal and the vision of the president of the Israel Association for Baseball, Peter Kurz, who really would love to see baseball be a winter um, destination for MLB. Uh, because it's very hard to find places that, you know, the weather, other than the time that it's, you know, raining, which is, you know, Baruch Hashem, this winter has been very good. Right. You know, the rest of the time, the winter, you can play baseball all year long, and we do. We play baseball all year long in Beit Shemesh, as well as all around Israel. And that's the vision. The vision is, the, the hope is to build these type of facilities, these complexes, not just in Beit Shemesh, but also in Modi'in and in Renana and in Jerusalem, so that not only to help the, the local kids, but the country as a whole, to, you know, to make it a destination, and also to make it a destination for European baseball. European baseball has an incredible, um, incredible programs, and there are tournaments all over the all over Europe throughout the world uh, throughout the year. And we would love to become one of those destinations that they would come to. Jordy Alters with us. All right, how do who who have been your key partners in this effort, and how do people support this effort? So the key partners in this effort has been the Israel Association for Baseball. They're the ones with the vision to help build these complexes. But uh, a couple of years ago, JNF, uh, the Jewish National Fund, through their project baseball, has decided to take a different approach, increase their portfolio of where people can help out Israel, and not just planting trees and on the other worthwhile things that they do with developing parks and other things, but baseball has become one of their major projects. And uh, actually, if you go to jnf.org backslash Project Baseball, that's jnf.org backslash 
Project Baseball, you can actually donate to this project. On that page, you'll actually see Beit Shemesh mentioned. It is right now the only project that is active um, because we have actually a contract with the city of Beit Shemesh to develop this field on our own. Um, so that's a very, very exciting partner for us to have. And JNF actually was present at the groundbreaking on Friday, and Eric Michelson, who is the head of JNF in Israel, spoke. Um, and JNF is a tremendous partner of ours, and we really uh, looking forward to their continued support. Well, there you have it, jnf.org slash Project Baseball. You'll see it there. I'm on the page right now. You can donate there, support the effort, and find out more information. And I assume that uh, uh, very soon when people visit Beit Shemesh, they'll be able to see the progress that's being made on the big sports complex. Any expected date yet for it to be completed? So God willing, if you know we're, we're beginning our, our final engineering plans now, which, which should take us another couple of months, and if the funds are there, it's very, very possible within the eight, next eight, nine months we will be up and running. Wow. Um, I would just like to add to that that if anybody would like to contact me separately to get some more information about the project, they can do that by contacting me at Jordy Alter, J-O-R-D-Y Alter, A-L-T-E-R 49 at gmail.com, Jordy Alter 49 at gmail.com. All right, the Jordy Alter 49 at gmail.com, jnf.org slash Project Baseball. There's real high hopes that by the end of 2017, this baseball complex will be completed in Beit Shemesh, which will be absolutely unbelievable. Jordy continued good luck, and uh, what can I say? It's, I, I never thought I'd see baseball get to this uh, stage in Israel. It's really a, a very, very exciting to watch. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me, and I really wish you much hatzlacha on your new network, and it's really exciting that you'll be able to share what you do throughout the entire world so easily now just to log on and to get in there and to listen to you and to follow you it's really really exciting for me especially thank I, you i greatly appreciate that like i say you're one of the people who really should be shipping nachos from that more coming up it's monday at jm in the a.m Sleeping, sleeping, no, you're more lazy, you're There's a smile deep, deep within you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Simcha Liner with that one here on a J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. Uh, before that, you heard Celebrate, done by 8th Day. Monday, uh, on this 9th of January, 11th of Teve, 16 degrees, 5 is the wind chill. Pretty cold out there. T.A.B.C. dinner is Thursday night. Mazal tov to all the honorees. 34th annual dinner for T.A.B.C. With a special uh, Mazel Tov wish going out to uh, Rabbi Yablok, Rabbi Adler, Mr. Paleoff, everybody over there. Oh, Chaim Book and Mark Zamek, the co-presidents. Major Mazel Tov to all of them. Uh, Thursday night it takes place. Information, TABC.org, TABC.org. Everyone should uh, make the effort to be there. TABC.org slash dinner for all the info. Also, Sunday is a very big day. There's a massive event going on Sunday in the community, as everybody knows, and that's Torah at City Field. The Orthodox Union brings you some incredible inspirational voices for an unprecedented day of Torah. It's indoors. Indoors at City Field. It's a very nice indoor location. Trust me, I've been there. Starts uh, this coming Sunday at 8.45 in the morning, goes until 6.15 with some amazing Torah personalities. OU.org has all the information. OU.org, of course, has all the information. Mayor Weingarten is with us live via telephone. The much-spoken-about broadcast of lies my Secretary of State told me is coming up at 9 a.m., just a few minutes from now, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mayor Weingarten, Boker Tov, good morning. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, thank you so much. How are you, sir? I am uh, tired from... Uh, there's so many lies. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's tiring. You can't keep up with the lies, huh? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'll tell you. It's unbelievable. We're not even going to be able to cover all the lies. There's so many of them. But uh, we'll try to cover the biggest the, or the, be- <laughs> the best. The best lies. The the full hour is dedicated to this one topic, correct? Yes. I mean, there will be music. Right. But uh, but the full hour pretty much will be dedicated to uh, to really unpacking, as they say today, unpacking the speech that uh, Secretary of State John Kerry gave on December 28th, that was, uh, I call it his graduation speech, because, you know, before you leave. And um, it was an anti-Israel uh, screed, I guess. And do you want to give us an example of one of the lies that our Secretary of State told us, or are you going to save it all for after 9 a.m. Eastern time? I'll, I'll, te- I'll tease it this way. Yeah. The whole focus of the speech was on the settlements. Right. Israel is, is just growing the settlements and growing the settlements. 
And my question to anyone listening, when was the last settlement established in Israel? What year was the last settlement established in Israel, in Yehudan Shemron? The most recent settlement in Judea and Samaria, what year was it established? And I'll tell you that in that year, there were only three settlements established. I have, okay. I have such a hankering to give a guess here, but... <laughs> Go ahead, give a guess, give a guess. Well, I'll ask you one question. Although now it may ruin your show, actually. Not ruin no, it. No, but... it won't ruin the show. It's okay. Can I assume that there have been no new settlements established since the year 2000? Yes, and you're very close. Wow. Okay, there you go. So that, that's already 17 years. Yeah, correct. Here the Secretary of State is getting up and getting the whole world all uh, upset and, 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 and it, it ignited about this situation in Israel where they're establishing settlements right and left and taking away land and there won't be able to be a two-state solution and all that. And, and they don't veto the U.N. decision. For the last 17 years, there has not been a new settlement established. Yes, right. older settlements have been expanded. Right. But that's not taking away chunks of land. And it's also natural growth. Yes, sure, natural growth. That's a big part of it. All right, so Mayor will reveal the exact year of the establishment of the most recent quote-unquote settlement. They term we don't always love using, but he'll be doing that. And, of course, the speech had so much to do with settlements that the lies my Secretary of State told me segment that Mayor Weingarten's going to be doing will concentrate a lot on that topic. It comes up at 9 o'clock this morning right after JM in the AM. As we remember those who were murdered yesterday by the enemy and yet another creative terrorist attack with this truck ramming, uh, three very, very young women, one very, very young man uh, killed uh, yesterday. By the uh, way, Nachum, it, it, you said it was what, very inventive. What, what, what was the word you just used? I always say that the, uh, the enemy is sometimes creative, I say. Creative, you said. No, it's not really. Think about it. Not long ago in France during the summer, a truck rammed into a crowd. Remember that? Yeah, I get that. And, I... and in Germany, meaning this shows us that this event is yet another one of these ISIS um, incited events where they have instructed their followers around the world to go into trucks and ram into crowds of people. Right. No question about it. They duplicated a creative idea. Yep. <laughs> there are also, we should mention, 16 wounded from that attack, and we pray for the uh, speedy recovery of all of them. Mayor Weingarten with sure. the Israel Show coming up at 9 a.m. right after Jam the M. We thank you in advance for a lies my Secretary of State told me. And I thank you. There you go. Mayor Weingarten, he's coming up at 9 o'clock. By the way, I wanted to mention one other thing, everybody. Um, some of the people in our audience have been following what's happening in Whitefish, Montana, uh, where the Jewish community has been intimidated and targeted by uh, by neo-Nazis, both on their website and in town in general. A rally was held in Whitefish, Montana, to show solidarity with the Jewish community, which has been targeted by a neo-Nazi website. The rally on Saturday was sponsored by the Love Not Hate organization, which the Daily Stormer which is the KKK paper, as accused of threatening white supremacist leader Richard Spencer's mother, who lives in the town along with him. Several hundred people reportedly turned out for the rally, billed as a block party in sub-zero degree weather, according to the Montana Public Radio. The rally included speeches from city and faith leaders, local singers and storytellers, according to the report. This is indeed a community where the voices that speak love and acceptance are so many more numerous than those that speak for hate and division. Jessica Loft Leffer, a love-not-hate rally organizer, told Montana Public Radio 
The neo-Nazi website, the Daily Stormer, said last week that it had filed the paperwork for an armed neo-Nazi march designed to harass the Montana Jewish community of Whitefish. The march was moved to Monday, January the 16th, Martin Luther King Day. The march had originally been set for the day before. Uh, someone who runs the Daily Stormer website posted the photo Thursday of the filed application. The Whitefish City Clerk's Office told the forward that it had not received an application and that, was, uh, and that what was on the website appeared to be incomplete. So we, we're closely watching, for those of us who remember the neo-Nazi marches in Skokie and that whole uh, issue from a couple of decades ago, uh, we are closely watching uh, what's happening in Whitefish, Montana. In fact, yesterday I reached out to a, a leader of the Jewish community in Whitefish, Montana, or Montana in general, and I'm waiting for a uh, waiting for a call back to see uh, what they could brief us about and tell us about in terms of information regarding what's going on there. Monday morning broadcast, plenty more on a Monday as we continue with the Weinrib Brothers at JM in the AM. <laughs> Come on, get up now. All right, here we go. Kaya, 
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world at NachumSiegel.com, the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, our beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Monday edition here at JM. And the AM Mayor Weingarten is next with the Israel Show. Lies, my Secretary of State told me, is his topic for the entire hour. Stay tuned for that. Incredible presentation. Have a fabulous Monday. Stay warm, everybody. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.